Smart community friends, and welcome back to the Smart Composy and another episode of the Churchill Fellowship Smart Mobility Podcast. In this episode, we'll talk a little bit about my time in Orlando and some of the things I've been thinking about a lot. Before we get into that, let's first have a few thank yous for Toronto. I had some really insightful conversations. I was only there a short time and it was very cold. But other than that, I had the best time. So thank you to City of Toronto's Chief Information Officer, Rob Mikkel. I was introduced to Rob by Jonathan Reichenthal. So thank you very much, Jonathan, for that. The next is Arab's Daniel Hofschild. We had some great conversations. So thanks to Arab and Daniel for sitting down and having a chat with me. Next is Jacob Seymour from Watershed Partners. Now, Jacob and I used to work not together, but at the same company or the same state government in Queensland. So it was really great to have a quick chat with Jacob. The next is William Sutter. He is a Sidewalk Labs fellow. uh, So we had a great chat about that and also works for the Ontario Ministry of Infrastructure, looking at smart infrastructure. So thanks, William, for meeting with me. And lastly, to Kevin Mercer of RainGrid. Thanks for reaching out on LinkedIn, Kevin, and it was great to have some discussions about, not about mobility, but about water. So where did I go next after Toronto? Well, as I've mentioned, I was in Orlando. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what we spoke about in the last couple of episodes. So we had an episode on complexity, then we had integration, Now, talking about technology in this sense, technology must decrease complexity, not increase it. So it must be easier after we put in the technology. I think that's really important to think about. It seems quite obvious, but a lot of the time, technology can increase the complexity of our lives. We can have too many channels. We can have too many things that need to plug into each other or that aren't interoperable so won't work together. So that's really important and that's where it comes down to standards and regulations and things like that but then also the collaboration and the integration between the technology and the people and the vendors and the community. So leading on from that is integration and with integration it needs to be the same thing. We need to, or not the same thing, Technology needs to increase the integration, so make it more possible for integration, not silo things out even further. So I think that's important in mobility and also in communities in general. We don't want another system that hangs out on its own that relies upon itself and using a specific application or or whatever. We need to start thinking more integrated. So what else can this sensor do? What else can this concept do for the community? What's the multiplier effect here? And then the last episode was on trust. 
So we talked about the social license to operate, which I find really fascinating and something I want to look into a lot further. And then data. I mean, data has been around for a very long time and some people say it's easy, but it hasn't changed. Data is still data. But I think the volumes of data and what we can do with data and people's understanding of data has shifted. So I think we need some redefinitions in that sense. And when we talk about technology, that social license to operate must be there. That trust must be there because otherwise it's not smart community. It's just implementing some tech or you might not be able to implement such tech because the community will say no. Okay, let's move on to my time in Orlando. And let's first start with something that surprised me about Orlando. And that is that there's no public transport to and from the airport unless you stay at Disney World or one of the associated partners, I assume. And then you can catch the Disney Magical Express. So as I didn't book there, I ended up getting a ride share. And then I realized I did look at public transport, but it's not set up for such a trip, which I found really interesting. So that surprised me. So let's talk about Orlando a bit more. I think Orlando is imagining what the future will look like. What will the downtown look like in 10 years' time? And right now they're future-proofing or or laying the foundations. They're trying to leverage the major infrastructure that's happening now, which there's quite a lot of, lots of new highways, which is interesting. Um, So laying new fiber and conduit for the future. And at the moment, you know, Florida is a connected and automated vehicle proofing ground. So there's lots happening in smart mobility, lots happening in this space. And in my time in Orlando, it became quite clear to me that we're suffering from this car hangover and we're not quite sure what to do next. Do we hair of the dog and, you know, have another round? Or are we going to radically change what that looks like and what our future selves will look like? So Orlando at the moment is number one on the 2019 Dangerous by Design Report. And Florida is the number one state of the Dangerous by Design Report by Smart Growth America. As the report states, people are not walking more and they're only driving slightly more than they were back in 2008. Yet as driving has gotten safer, so that between 2008 and 2017, significantly more people were struck while walking and killed. So pedestrian and cycle safety is front of mind for Orlando, and they are a vision zero city, which means they have a vision of zero deaths on the road. So along with this, there's lots of tourism, obviously. And so increasing the safety of the tourists has always been a focus. It's huge car rentals, so tourists go there and they pick up their car and then they drive. So early on, lots of tourists were getting lost and bad things were happening to them. However, we didn't have this minute by minute or second by second news feed back then. It's probably lucky for Florida, but, you know, 24-hour cycles. So Orlando had to be pretty smart and they played a large role in the navigation system. So people could use their GPS device to navigate around and not get lost, stay in safe areas. So that was the foundation for the technology that we're using today. So innovation, they say, is in their blood. 
So it was really excellent to talk to the city of Orlando and talk about this pedestrian cycle safety because they're making huge strides in this space and they're using technology and smart mobility and systems thinking to do this. So the theme of this episode that I'd like to talk about is imagine. So imagine if we could take some of this thinking of the theme parks, which is part of Orlando, and inject it into the other part of Orlando, which is mobility and our smart communities. What things could we use from theme park thinking into everyday transport planning and planning for our smart communities? First part of this is imagine transport that is enjoyable. Now, I'm not saying that we all get on the Hogwarts Express every day, which is how you get from one part of the theme park to the other. It's actual transportation, but it's a a ride at the same time. But how could we use gamification and entertainment in our commute or even planning our travel journeys? Or maybe it's not entertainment we need. Maybe it's a quiet space. Maybe it's a blackout zone so we can relax. Maybe it's a yoga studio. What's some of this purpose-built transportation that we can think about? And who's going to offer that to us? And is it something that people want? So talking about that connection of places with the public transport, how can we make it so people actually enjoy that journey, enjoy the commute so it doesn't decrease their well-being, it might even increase it. I think some of the things are making it seamless, like magic. And particularly in Orlando, maybe instead of getting stuck in one place, this made-up world of Disney or Universal, you can actually make it enjoyable to connect back to the real world in an accessible way. On this note, we need to imagine that actually it can be different to the way it is now and we can connect these theme parks where the people are going, the tourists are, the dollars are getting spent and connect it to the downtown area of Orlando. At the moment, it's only accessible by cars, so we need to invest in these public transport connections. But maybe we can redefine what public transport looks like. Maybe it looks slightly different or very different to what we have now. And how do we ensure that when we're connecting with the downtown areas and vice versa, it can be accessible and seamless? Because in the downtown area, there is public transport. So we need to link in with that. We need an integrated system. And if we want to improve the safety of cyclists and pedestrians, it needs to be walkable needs to be more walkable and that needs to be front of mind when we're doing this planning, when we're making upgrades to our infrastructure. So in downtown Orlando, they have a free bus service and they have a city and regional bus network as well as quite an extensive cycle network, uh, which I utilised. And it was quite underutilised, really. There wasn't a lot of people on it. But imagine the future where, you know, it's bustling with people. How can we use the infrastructure that we have to imagine a better future. So connecting people to places, which leads to the next place, making those places that we're connecting, spaces where people want to be and that they feel safe. So I've been thinking about safety a lot in my travels and what is it that makes a place feel safe? And maybe it's different for one person to another. But I think there's some universal principles there and something, again, I want to look at further. But we can learn this from the theme parks. It's not going to be exactly the same but making these places that people want to be. So relatively accessible, walkable, they're car-free places, they're multi-purpose, they're hubs. 
So you have multiple uses in the same place. Then you've got places with shade. There's different places for families. There's places to eat. There's places to sit. And there's places to do different activities. And theme parks are okay at you know, moving people in a way that you know is relatively efficient and catering for a number of different needs and modes. And it's also relatively standardized, so you know what you're going to expect. But also there's different nuances based on the different areas or the characteristics of the ride or the space or whatever. And we can kind of move this to Orlando itself. There's quite an active rail spine, uh, which services a number of areas along the way. And I went to one of these areas, and when you get off, it's clear that that's the connection to the area. The place that's activated is around that station. So how can we use that thinking more when we're planning these places, planning these connections between the places? And how can we use this integrated network to open up these spaces even further? So that leads on to the future. So imagine the future. Imagine a future where there's partnerships between the community, the private sector, the big private sector, the little private sector, startups, entrepreneurs, and the public sector. So we can have benefits for everyone. Opening up the area that is the downtown, activating it, but also not losing the character of the place and ensuring that the people already in the place are not losing out. But it can bring that economic benefit and bring the dollars to invest in public infrastructure, to invest in affordable housing, to invest in sustainable transportation. And I think the future, we can imagine this rail network being extended. At the moment, it doesn't run on weekends. I think that is a must. And then activation areas around this, inclusive places from the start, making sure they're accessible and inclusive and multi-purpose, multi-use. And then we imagine the safety for pedestrians and cyclists, a place that is walkable, place that we're cycling, the right infrastructure is in place, increasing the housing and the accommodation. And we're getting Orlando off the dangerous by design list and reaching that vision zero. So wrapping that all up, let's imagine what we could do with enjoyable transportation options, making places that people want to be and feel safe. Let's imagine this smart community future together. So it's a little bit from my time in Orlando. The weather was brilliant and then I headed off to Denver. So you'll hear about Denver in the next episode. So that's all for me for now. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. much for listening to this exclusive Churchill Fellowship Smart Mobility podcast and thanks so much for your support and being part of SmartCom Posse. Please let your family and friends know and encourage them to come over and join our Posse. Posible.com and search My Smart Community.